Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, grab yourself a cup of something warm, and listen. We're going to have a conversation about the mundane. One thing that we can promise is that our conversation will be less than interesting so that you can sort of feel free to relax and drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you will listen and sleep, as our Twitter handle will suggest, which is at listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano, and joining me is your co-host, Nidhi Khanna. Welcome, and Nidhi, you had a delightful coffee today, didn't you? I did, Marco. It was actually a coffee that you made for me. Mm -hmm. It was uh, a coffee I had never had before, which is... uh, an Americano Misto. Yeah, you asked for an Americano. Yes. And I said, have you ever had an Americano Misto? And you're like, no. I said, well, let me make that for you. And so I gave you an Americano Misto. And for those who don't know what uh, an Americano... I think, you know, Nitty, we should talk about coffee today. Because you and I both love coffee. We love teas. And we spoke about tea. But we have yet to talk about coffee. So That's true. Uh, an Americano is a traditional coffee that you find in Italy and it was I don't want to say made or discovered but when Americans would go to Italy back in the 50s let's say and they would ask for coffee they would get espresso and the concept of drip coffee had not reached Italy nor does it is it really prevalent right now and so the Americans would be like this is not coffee this is not what we want and so finally after a bit of explanation and back and forth, the Italians realized that the Americans couldn't handle the espresso and they wanted more liquid to it, so they added hot water. So an Americano, which translates to an American, so an American coffee, is espresso with With hot water. And the proportions, I believe, are like one... One part espresso, two or three parts hot water. And uh, what makes an Americano Misto different is that an Americano Misto, so of course, if you have an Americano, you can add cream or milk to it as you would a drip coffee. But an Americano Misto is an Americano that has steamed milk on it. So it's kind of like the bridge between an Americano and a cappuccino. Which brings me to the cappuccino. 
Were you going to say something about well, the Well, I was going to say something. I mean, oh, sure, the please. Americano. Uh, mm-hmm. Number one, it was quite delightful. So I think okay. it's going to be my new go-to What did you coffee. like about it? Well, as you say, I'm someone who puts milk in their Americano. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was nice for there to be uh, the milk already in there because I like my milk to already be warm when I add it to my coffee. Right, because you'll cool it down by adding cold milk. Some people like that, but, but some I people prefer, like... Exactly, I prefer kind of warm milk. Now, it's interesting because you were talking about how uh, an Americano will be made with sort of like one part espresso and two parts water. Um, hot water. Hot water. Right. But if you were to do it the other way around, so... If you were to do it um, two parts hot espresso. water. Oh, two parts hot. Uh, yeah, two. No, it would be two parts espresso, one part hot water if you're doing it the other way around. Interesting. So I'm looking at this infographic here. And if you put the espresso in before the hot water, oh, I see. It becomes, it's an Americano. Right. If you put the hot water and then the espresso, it's called a long black. I see. So it's just when you put the coffee in to the hot water. Correct. Oh, that's interesting. See, I didn't know. I wonder if there's a difference in taste. I I don't know. I don't know. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. I know that, um, you know, a cappuccino in Italy should not be consumed after 12 o'clock noon. I don't know if you know that, Nitty. I do, because when I was living in Italy, it was one of those things that we were told um, would be to not order a cafe latte or a cappuccino at the bar, at the coffee bar, after breakfast because you'd be laughed out of town, essentially. Because basically it is a breakfast drink. So the concept of it, in North America, you can have a cappuccino or a latte anytime you want, but in Italy, it's a breakfast drink. So after 12 noon... They put away all the sort of bulky milk stuff that they would use for the cappuccino. And so what happens is, in Italy, is that um, in Italy you have it for breakfast. So it would be, and I explained to people, they're like, but I love my cappuccino after dinner. And I said the equivalent in North America would be is if you had, let's say, a steak dinner with a salad and a dessert, and then you asked for a bowl of cornflakes. So imagine, imagine how the waiter would feel if after your entire dinner you asked for something that was a breakfast item. So, you know, if you had your steak and you would say, I'll have a bowl. So that's kind of the equivalent. It's a breakfast drink. It's not something you have any time of the day. Which is interesting because um, I've always grown up on, you know, if you can't fall asleep or mm-hmm. if you're feeling a little restless at night, a cup of hot milk is a good thing to have with that. So a cup of hot milk with like honey or something sure. is a good sleep time, bedtime drink. Sure. Um, so the the milk component, I think, uh, it's interesting because I, I do associate that for at, uh, consumption at any time. However, I can see how something that heavy at the end of a meal sure. would seem like it is counteracting everything else in the meal. You know, it's interesting because a cappuccino, I mm-hmm. mean, as you know, Marco, is made out of 
um, espresso steam milk and then foam on top. I, however, don't really enjoy foam on top of my coffee. So Why I, is that? There's a lot of people who don't like the foam. I don't know. I just find it doesn't taste well. Okay. Uh, it, um, I don't know. It ruins the coffee for me. See, so I find it delightful. Really? Yeah. And it actually, a cappuccino in Italian actually means a hood. So that's where you get, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Capuchin monks. They have a, a distinctive hood or the Capuchin monkey that its head, its crown has sort of like a, uh, okay. a distinctive color or something. Sure. So Cappuccino means hood, like a uh, little red riding hood. In Italian it's Cappuccino Rosso, uh, red, red hood. So uh, your Cappuccino should have a bit of a little hood to it or a little bit of a topping to it uh, and it gives that impression. So I'm going to ask you a question about cappuccino foam but before sure. we go there. Mm -hmm. um, it's quite a controversial for controversial topic we're is. talking about here it is. isn't it? I actually go for if I'm going to have um, a milk a heavily milk based coffee mm -hmm. is that I, I would go for the cafe latte sure. uh, as opposed to the cappuccino. Mm -hmm because I find the milk is uh, hotter because I think they scald it rather than just steam it. Okay. Um, and there's also no foam on top, uh, usually. I guess it really depends on how the um, barista makes it, but sure. I find that it has less foam. And then there's the ever-controversial um, um, flat white. Right. It's so has, funny because, you know, coffee culture has exploded in North America over the last, say, 10 years where you're seeing all these different types of coffee and different terms for coffee. And for those of us who enjoy coffee, um, you know, I'm still running into like weird, weird things I've never heard of, like a cafe breve which we'll talk about in a moment as well. But before we get to the flat white, I'm just going to review a couple of the classic Italian coffees so we can go from there. So you've got the espresso. Um, you know, it's a little shot of um, espresso coffee. Um, and then you have the espresso macchiato. And macchiato means marked. So an espresso macchiato is marked with a little bit of steamed milk. A little so bit the, of a dash. A dash. So what would be the proportions there, would you say? It'd be um, like um, an ounce of... Uh, it'd be an ounce of espresso. Right. And then a little, kind of like a pinch or a dash. A dollop, if you will, of steamed milk or foam. There Perfect. You go. So that's an espresso macchiato. Then you have the cappuccino, which we just talked about. And the proper proportions for an Italian cappuccino are very specific, Nitty, because... You know, you go to these places like Starbucks and all these other places, and they've, for lack of a better word, bastardized what the um, traditional coffee or cappuccino or whatnot is to their proportions, which are out of whack to the classic. So the the proportions of a cappuccino, a proper cappuccino, would be... Two ounces of espresso, mm -hmm. two ounces of steamed milk, and then two ounces of foam. And what's interesting about that is when you give a North American a proper cappuccino, they'll often look at it as if, where's the cappuccino? There's almost nothing here. But that's the proper proper proportions of a cappuccino. 
Then from cappuccino, we go to latte macchiato, and it's kind of the opposite of an espresso macchiato. So whereas an espresso is marked with a bit of, or a dollop of steamed milk, uh, latte macchiato is milk that's been marked with a bit of espresso. So it's more milk than espresso, and that is sometimes called a cafe latte as well. Hmm. So there we go, and then you have a whole bunch of different terms like the lungo, which would be a longer espresso, doppio, which is a double espresso, doppio means double in Italian, corto, a short. Have you ever had an espresso corretto, maybe? I have not. What oh. is that? Okay, for? so I will make one for us after the show because it's probably best we don't drink while we podcast. But what it is, is a espresso with a little bit of a shot of liquor in it. And uh, traditionally speaking... My kind of espresso. Depending where you are in Italy, you will get different alcohol in there. So if you're in the northern part of Italy, you'd most likely get grappa. If you're in parts of the south, you will get sambuca. So you'll have a bit of a licorice flavor. And then, of course, you could have some... Vecchia Romagna, which is a Italian brandy in there. You could basically put any sort of alcohol in your Coretto. Um, so I will make us a beautiful... I've had Coretto with Bailey's Irish Cream, and it is delightful. So you and I, at the end of this podcast, are going to have ourselves a Coretto, just so for scientific research. Of course. I, I think that that's fair. I, you know... I'm finding in coffee culture these days, you're getting um, these variations on dripped coffee as well, in the sense of um, uh, when you combine espresso and dripped coffee together, you get a red eye. Oh, what? Yes. So what exactly is that? So a red eye is one ounce of espresso with four ounces of dripped coffee. Oh. Um, So that's going to wake you up in the morning. Sure. A black eye, by contrast, is actually, uh, so it's it's double the amount of espresso. Two ounces of espresso with four ounces of um, dripped coffee. So a black eye is double, so it's a doppio of the red eye. Yes. So if I said to you, I want a red eye doppio, I'm actually asking for a black eye. You are. And if you're asking for a dead eye. Oh my goodness, it it just keeps keeps going. Right. What would be a dead eye? Three ounces of espresso with four ounces of dripped coffee. Okay, so that's that's a potent. That's a. That's I a, have an all nighter. Yes. I've got to stay up, or I've got I've got to be super ready for something. Something. Now, oddly enough, you can also have a lazy eye. A lazy, like a lazy eye. Like, yes. Okay. Which is an interesting one because I'm not quite sure I understand in what circumstance you would have it because okay. it is. Two ounces of espresso with four ounces of decaffeinated coffee. <laughs> okay, so that makes you know as far as its name, lazy. Yep. Sure. Yep. There you go. But before we got into this eye coffee, yes. movie, you were going to talk about the controversial flat white. I was. I was because a flat white, uh, Marco, is. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's an Australian take on a classic. I want to say cappuccino, but I could be wrong. It's kind of like halfway between a cappuccino and a latte. Okay. So it is uh, two ounces of espresso with four ounces of 
steamed milk. And no foam. No That's foam. one of the classic things. That's why it's flat. Whereas a cappuccino has a bit of a dome or should have a hood, like its name would suggest. The flat white is flat and white. <laughs> um, How actually, do you feel about that? I mean... I want to say when it comes to Italian coffee, I'm a bit of a purist. Sure. So, you know, there's a lot of um, different cappuccinos that you can get with different flavorings in it. So, like, Nutella or ginger. Some people put, like, uh, dulce di leche in mm -hmm. it. And, uh, you know, all kinds of weird and wonderful things. And that's great. But I can tell the quality of a coffee, an Italian coffee, I should say, if I have one of the classic coffees. So if I go into a bar and I ask for an espresso, I will immediately know if that if that bar has good quality coffee, if their machine is good, because it puts a bit of a crema on top of the espresso. And for me, Nitty, the crema on the espresso is the key. I like to have crema on my, cap uh, sure. my espresso, and if I don't have it, it indicates to me that the espresso sat too long before it was brought to me, and so it dissipated, mm -hmm. or that the machine needs some sort of calibration because it's not giving me the crema. Interesting. And um, now to describe the crema, it is the cream. Oh, no, I shouldn't say cream. It's like a foamy-ish substance. That forms on the top of your espresso that is a golden brown color, mm -hmm. would you say? It's sure. like a beautiful... Um, beigey, kind of um, tan, a dark tan color. It's uh, almost like milk has been, uh, it's not milk though, but it's almost like the coffee has been caramelized yes, on the top. And this foam has come out and it's the color of that caramelization. And one of my joys is when you take sugar and you put it on the espresso and the sugar Stay. stays on the top for yeah. a little bit because the crema is so thick that the sugar hasn't had time to sink to the bottom. Do you take sugar in your coffee, Nitty? I don't. I used to. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't anymore. Neither do I. Which so is fun. what made me start having better quality okay. coffee because for a really long time I would put sugar in it. Mm -hmm. And so it would kind of... Um, Mask the true flavor. Exactly. And so it was very difficult for me to ascertain... But it's good quality coffee okay. versus um, not so great coffee. Mm -hmm. It all kind of tasted the same. However, now it is um, definitely discernible to me. I um, How do you feel about drip coffee, Marco? You know, I think there's a time and a place for all beverages. Okay. And while one could have preference for one over the other, I don't like when people diminish someone's love for drip coffee because their preference is another type of coffee. Um, so I like drip coffee when it's provided and or when I'm in a place that only provides drip coffee. Now, I did have a fantastic drip coffee, Nitty. And have you ever heard of layering your drip coffee? No. What does that mean? So... Um, layering your coffee is when you take a dark roast and a light roast or a medium roast and a light roast or, or let's say all three roasts of your coffee and you layer it in the filter. So for example, 
you know, let's assume you're making a pot of coffee. How many scoops of uh, coffee would you make? I think it's, uh, I mean, it's a few scoops. It's about... Let's say four. four. Yes, sure. So just for just for lack of easy measurements, okay? So you would take two scoops of the um, dark, dark roast. You would take two scoops of the medium roast, and you take two scoops of the light roast, and you would put them in the filter and allow and brew the coffee. And what that does, Nitty, is you get the notes of all those coffees. So, for example, oh, when you have solely a dark roast, you're going to get very bold and tannic uh, notes in your coffee. And people who like that bold coffee like those kind of robust, strong notes of the coffee. Someone like myself prefers a lighter roast, so it's got more sweetness, so sweet notes, floral notes. Medium roast would have more, let's say, caramel kind of notes to it. When you do a layered coffee, rather than getting sort of a third of the notes, you're getting the full sort of range of the notes in your coffee. Something that's hard to describe, but when you taste it, you notice this immediate. So for someone like myself, who prefers a light roast, I would do, in assuming the four scoop scenario we did. Six scoops. Oh, sorry, Sid, thank you. Six. No I would do three scoops of the light two scoops of the medium, and then one scoop of the of the bold. Sure. And that would give me the notes that would really make my drip coffee taste wonderful. Wow. That sounds uh, that sounds great, Marco. Yeah. I have never thought about doing that. I I um what I'm I've had a few exotic coffees in my day. That I mean and I say that because that sounds what you just described in terms of layering coffee sounds uh, like the most exotic form of drift coffee that okay. you can get in terms of style. But in my day, I've had a few exotic coffees. Tur One of the most exotic that I have had mm -hmm. has actually been Turkish coffee. I love, love Turkish coffee. Tell, tell, tell me about it. Well, Turkish coffee is quite a strong coffee. Mm -hmm. It is... Um, it's uh, almost like like espresso, mm -hmm. but even darker and uh, has more of a sugary type of right. taste to it. Sure. It's almost like the coffee has been burnt in a right. way, um, and it's ground, and the grounds actually stay in your cup. And so you have to, much like the Greek coffee. Tend to your coffee and let it settle. So when someone serves you a Turkish or Greek coffee, you can't drink it right away because you'll drink a mouthful of grounds. So you have to sort of sit back, relax, enjoy. You're not going to go anywhere. No. You're going to sit with your coffee, enjoy the people around you, enjoy the sights that you're seeing, and let the let the grounds settle to the bottom. Correct. That's exactly it. And the water is actually. Um a bit of sugar in it already. That's if you get it sweetened, right? Yes, and I think yes. the I think the Greek coffee, they'll ask you if you want it sweet or not. But the Turkish coffee, if I'm not mistaken, will be sweetened. Is that correct? correct? Okay. I believe so. And then I know at the end of a Turkish coffee, once you've finished consuming it, mm -hmm. and there's a skill to consume it because you have to stop at a certain point. 
So you don't get a mouthful of concentrated grains because they will settle to the bottom, Correct. but they're still in your in your coffee cup. Correct. So, um, and you could put a dollop of milk if you really wanted to, Yum. if the if the coffee is too strong. Mm -hmm. But once you get to the end, um, the grains are still in your cup, and so um, the pattern that the grains make once mm -hmm. it's dried. Um, there are people who read those grains to tell your horoscope or to oh, tell your fortune. Or fortune, right. exactly. So the coffee grains are supposed to signify um, uh, whatever the future might hold for you. Wow. So uh, another element to just sort of the relaxing component of having. Turkish coffee because as you mentioned you have to take your time with it so mm -hmm. you're out there you in Istanbul yeah. in a cafe on a patio and then once you're done the social component of reading the grains as well takes time so you can as you say have one Turkish coffee last the entire evening and it's funny it's kind of like the polar opposite of an espresso which is meant to be drinking rather quickly it's true you've got the turkish coffee which needs to set or the or the greek coffee which needs to settle was there another exotic coffee that you wanted to uh, tell our listeners about the the coffee that i had once was a i want to say like an indian coffee um uh, yes I, uh, it's a uh, in india there's a madras coffee yes that's it. which is a south indian coffee so um, it is also quite bold and it is made with almost burned milk a bit like right. a light scorched milk maybe yes okay. scorched milk um, so and it comes in a um, sort of a silver uh, bowl mm -hmm. so you have a silver bowl that forms the base right and then you have a silver cup that goes into the bowl, and the coffee's in the cup. And because it's so hot, you have to pour it out into the bowl slowly and drink it from the bowl. Right. Um, but it has got its own very distinct flavor, yeah. as do many Indian coffee beans. And that's just it, because when you think of beans, you don't think, first place you think, you, sorry, you don't immediately think of India, but I had some drip coffee from India recently and it was phenomenal um has there been any other favorite coffee that you have that you don't necessarily have very often for whatever reason I think it's probably um cafe compana with whipped cream right on top oh, that's so there you go so on that note I'm gonna go make us a Espresso Corretto, and we're going to say, have a pleasant day, evening, and cup of coffee. As always, we invite you to listen and sleep, and uh, we look forward to the next time we speak to you as part of the Insomnia Project.